0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We go back to the Kansas City Barbecue Pit hotlines. We're going inside the locker room, a little sports chat. Uh, Nice to take a breather uh, on this political week leading up to Election Day on Mm -hmm. Tuesday. Uh, We get a little breather with our home reviews, Joey Wagner. And, uh, Joey, I think uh, every Alana fan's warning, what the hell happened on Friday night? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question, man. The offense,
1: I I know the defense gave up 45 points, but the offense was just terrible. I mean, they, they got eight total first downs. They were 0-3 on fourth downs. Brandon Peters threw for 87 yards. The running game outside of Peters never got going. There was just no flow, no rhythm, no it, stringing together drives. And everybody on the other
0: team had COVID. Yeah, as well, we're finding out. At least, yeah.
1: at least 12, 12 total people. And So far as of yesterday morning, Illinois is good. I, you know, It's really interesting to see what that's going to look like, if there's going to be any I guess, surprise inactives on Saturday morning.
0: Um, Tell me how the post-game went. I'd tell you I read your story, but I was a little too frustrated to read any gamers. Uh, Was there any sugarcoating going on? No, and to Lovey
1: Smith's credit, to Ross Smith's credit, they haven't sugarcoated it all week. I mean, this is, Lovey said, I thought we were going to be further along than this, and, you know, he, he did... I mean, kind that by saying I usually, in his experience, he sees the biggest jumps from week one to week two. They certainly need it. I mean, they you can't have another performance that comes anywhere close to resembling that on Friday, Saturday morning, I guess it is.
0: This Saturday is, is Purdue uh, in Champagne. What Do we know what Champaign's going to look like? Is, it, is that zero fans? Is it family? What are they letting?
1: They're going to let family in. it's so cool. There's going to be about 1,000 total people there.
0: Does that um, include Purdue family correct yeah oh, that's cool yeah, I don't see a problem with that, but um and and you'll obviously be there normal normal media, or are you guys even limited? I know you're not, but
1: um, yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty normal. I haven't really you know gotten too far into that, but I think as I understand it, it's gonna be I would say normal, I know you know they're gonna use like the visiting post game or the video- visiting radio that they're obviously not going to be there, so they're going to put some people in there. It's going to be spread out. Now, I don't know how many people Purdue will send, so I guess I'm a little interested in that, but business as usual as it can be, I
0: suppose. I, I'm interested in you saying the visiting radio team will be there because the Illinois, was Barnhart not in, in Wisconsin? Was he calling that game from home?
1: i I got to be honest, I don't even know. I, oh. I was. I, I wish I knew. I probably should have asked. I just no, went okay. back to my team and... Uh, <laughs> we were pretty spread out. I mean, I didn't, I, we shared all of our, the, all of us, the six visiting media members from Illinois were in one row in the press box. And hmm. I didn't really look gotcha. around I, Now I saw Brian on some email, so maybe they called it from there and they were just, usually I don't even in like IHSA games there. I don't usually even see
0: you. I, I just thought that was going to be interesting if, if they did. And I didn't know that. I thought they did a good job. I'd listen to most of it. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, so, the way college football works, one team lays an egg week one. The other team plays really well, pulls an upset. Of it's a Vegas upset. Purdue is a three point dog, three or three and a half point dog. Um, that would typically flip the next week, and it would make me love the underdog. But the team I watched <laughs> last Friday, man, it's really hard. Even even with seven points, Purdue is a seven point favorite on the road in Champaign. I don't know if I can love that.
1: You know, I, I don't blame you. The offense it's just got to be better, and I, I say that, and I understand the defense blew. Coverage after coverage. I thought Illinois handled the run against Wisconsin pretty well. Yeah. To be honest with you. I, I thought, and really even into that third quarter, look, it got out of hand in the fourth quarter. The defense was on the field for 43 or 40, I mean, 43 minutes.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I've,
1: I've never, ever seen a time of possession like that. I really, I don't mean to be recency biased, but I, I cannot recall a 43 or 16 time of possession.
0: Yeah. That
1: seemed really at any level. It's, it's like you got to try to do that.
0: I mean, can so, the offense turn it around in a week? I mean, What's different from a year ago? Confidence. I I don't know.
1: Now, look, we have to go in and understand that Wisconsin defense is really, really good.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: And I that's think big. if they were going to play this week against Nebraska, we would see that. And when they play again, I think we're going to see that. That's not to to say Illinois offensively was not was you know good or make excuse. They certainly weren't. They don't deserve any excuses. But that that's an important thing. They brought back a lot of starters on that Wisconsin defense. But I, I don't really know where the disconnect was offensively for Illinois. They, certainly the running game is a big part of what Rob likes to do. That just didn't get going anywhere. Brandon looked good on the ground. But Wisconsin basically said, go. go! We don't care. We'll catch you. Just get, run for 20 yards. It doesn't bother us a bit. Yeah, And he did. And it didn't do anything for him. But they, this was supposed to be different, right? I mean, bring back Brandon for year two. You have Josh Bebe, who had 10 targets, three catches on 10 targets. And to be fair, usually if you have Josh Bebe one-on-one on the outside, as they did when Brandon threw it to him,
0: yeah,
1: that's a, that's a win for him. I mean, it's a, we've seen that in a year. That's usually a win. I mean, in the moment, I thought he's got to try to find some other targets, and I still believe he really should have. But if you've got a safety blanket like that, that's pretty reasonable, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So I, I don't know, man. they got to get the running game going. They've got a frankly, even in the third quarter, Eric is twenty-eight to seven. Fourteen points Wisconsin had came in three minutes and twenty-two seconds at the end of the half. Yeah, they they completely broke the defense to make it twenty-one to seven. Now,
0: I thought then, that was the worst moment of the day.
1: Yeah, with thirty I, I, seconds I left, the, when
0: there's one option.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think my bigger issue would have been the the that final possession, that first play, Merch just threw a strike for like fifty some odd yards into the end zone. At twenty-eight to seven, and I, to be honest, I, I know some people were maybe frustrated that Illinois didn't just run the clock out at twenty-one to seven and go into the half. But how many times have people been frustrated by that in those last few years, where Illinois was just maybe a little passive going into half? I liked that they pushed for it. It didn't work. It didn't come close to working. Yeah. But I I liked that they pushed for it. I liked that they went for it on fourth downs, and that to me said we know what we have offensively if things are going right, and they were not. So we're going to try to do this. I I thought that was a little bit of a different
0: change of pace. Maybe, maybe not week one pandemic time, late start, <laughs> first game against Wisconsin. <laughs> you know, I, I want to push forward against Purdue week four after you've, you know, should have your feet sure. wet. Uh, although, you know, I'm I'm picking and choosing there, and, I, and it probably wouldn't have mattered. You know, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered. That, I mean, but still, that you give up that deep touchdown at the end of the half when when you know they're going to have to throw it deep or at least take a chance and just get Some burned. Backbreaker. I mean, that, backbreaker. It, it's just, it's just, Frustrating, you know, if you're a fan. You know, where are we on? Uh, and I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on to, to preview this game. I believe Rondale Moore's not playing, right? The, the...
1: Well, it sounds like we're going to find out tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so I saw a, a tweet coming out of West Lafayette that we'll know more tomorrow. It's a very weird situation with Rondale Moore. He opted out. He opted back in. I guess he's yeah. healthy, but it comes out yesterday. I think that he's not practicing. So I, I'm not really sure what's going on. If he go, him and David Bell. I mean, that's probably the best wide receiver duo in the Big Ten. Certainly, yeah. you know, the top two. Ohio State's got 100 wide receivers every time you look up.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but they, these are going to be NFL wide receivers, especially Moore.
1: These two are really good. They're probably, you know, beyond the Big Ten, they're probably in, in the top five wide receiver duos in the country. They're just really, really good. And, and Moore's a junior. Bell's a sophomore. Illinois has gotten kind of lucky with this Rondale Moore situation. He absolutely yeah. destroyed them as a freshman. Didn't see him as a sophomore, and we don't know if we're going to see him as a junior, but whatever coverage issues that they had against Wisconsin, those have to get cleaned up immediately because Rondale Moore and David Bell are really, really good. They have to figure out how to get more people involved offensively. Luke Ford had one target that hit his shoestrings. Mm. There's a lot they've got to figure out. Devin Witherspoon, if he can come back, I don't know what his status is. He would prefer not to tell us ever. So if he's back, I think that settles things down a little bit in the secondary, but they've they, they've got to get those coverage things done because those two won't hurt them bad.
0: Sometimes, you know, when you just get annihilated, you can chalk it up and it's just a loss and it doesn't affect your confidence. Have you heard how this week has been for them? I, I know Lovey's going to tell you they're pumped up and ready to go, but you don't get to watch practice. I mean, do you, have you talked to any kids this week that, are, that you think they are, you know, back to being fired up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. They're, they have to play football. To take from, there's things take to take from that game. You certainly don't want to flush everything. But Tony Adams said, look, it was a lot of mental stuff that we didn't do right in the secondary. Hmm. So, you know, we'll see, right? I mean, what, what can they get corrected on the on the practice field? They got it. I mean, Lovey said he's seen, you know, I guess what he wants to see. So there's a lot really going into this, watching it. Uh, again, the big question I have is, everybody going to be available?
0: Who? Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, outside of who we you know, who they were missing last week, who we know they were missing, will there be any lovey, lovey said yesterday morning they were clean. Now, you know, we, we know this virus doesn't always show up immediately. So that's on that's why daily testing is important. It's not the end all be all as we saw in Wisconsin. But are they gonna have everybody available to play this game? And if they do, does that help us learn anything about the transmission of this?
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know we'll find out a lot, and hopefully, hopefully the things are positive and momentum's coming. I just, it's easy to completely get flattened by that performance, but it's also easy to get brought right back to life if they come out and beat them. I don't know.
1: Look, They, they did this. Remember Eastern Michigan, Nebraska.
0: Yeah, that's right. Minnesota
1: yeah. and goodness gracious, Michigan was horrible in the first half. They bounced back, and then you know they've done this before. Maybe it truly did. I mean, maybe we're looking at this and saying, boy, those non-conference games, those things really matter to tune things up a little bit. And, and maybe not. Maybe this is just not the team that we thought it was going to be. But I don't know. I mean, I, look, we've seen the talent. We know who they're bringing back, right? I mean, we, we know what's on this team. So i lend to say, okay, there's some slack here. Let's, let's see what happens week two. And I would have said the same for Wisconsin because that was like a good Wisconsin
0: team to me. Uh yeah absolutely yeah um I, I, they could be, they could be the best team in the conference. It's not impossible, but if, if their quarterback's out for three weeks, uh and I don't know maybe it's not their starting quarterback in in three weeks anyway. Um because we're still figuring out who their starter is, right? Jack. Uh,
1: Jack Cohn. I, you know, Cohn don't know yeah. What his? I don't know what his return is. Well, here's the thing: Murphy threw five touchdowns in the first in, in, in,
0: in, in. Yeah.
1: Highly regarded.
0: He's gonna get a I shot. I mean, I
1: think I think it's gonna take an awful lot to get him out of there after that performance. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, where were we at on basketball? Are we still. Are there oh, for... good news!
1: Though. I'm glad you asked, Eric. Good. We, there's no There's no schedule uh, <laughs> still, but yeah. John Rothstein of CBS Sports just tweeted, according to his sources, Illinois will be traveling to Duke to play in the ACC Big Ten Challenge.
0: Whoa, mm, that's a respect game. We used to get that every now and then. We used to get that Duke game. Then suddenly we got, like, NC State and Georgia Tech for the next 30 years.
1: Well, <laughs> the last time they played Duke was 2007 in Maui. They haven't beat Duke since 95. But so this is, you know, Iota Desumu, Adam Miller, a couple Chicago kids against D.J. Stewart, another Chicago kid. Yeah. Duke really, really good. This, I mean, this is, a, this is really a premier matchup, especially when we don't know literally any other matchup.
0: Yeah, I was a 15-year-old. I worked at Monocles Pizza. I heard they had the lead at Duke in 1995. I went out in my car and listened to the finish of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was a good one. That was the, you know, that ended like a 70-80 game winning streak I think for Duke and home. Mm. So, wow. hey, let's go beat him again. <laughs> uh you the
1: it's just in the team they have to do it, right? I mean, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Also, I think uh, I don't know did I see Illinois is on another list of teams that can win the national title or something. I can't, I, I don't know. They're getting a lot of love from the CBS guys.
1: They are. John Rothstein, Andy Katz, uh, the whole list of them. They should.
0: Oh, AO. That's what it was. IO is uh, is preseason All American. First team, yeah, I think.
1: It, it, you know, it, it's kind of how different are things now. Even though yeah, i am mean, not been on the beat long, but when you see stuff advertising college basketball, it's hard to find one that doesn't have IO in the picture. Yeah. At this point, it's really a hard thing
0: to do. I, that's All that is so important to get some love for a school that's fighting for to uh, To become an elite recruiting program, I mean that's huge.
1: And they frankly they've missed out on a couple of recruits here in the last month or yep. so. so yeah, that's that is big. Yeah,
0: get that love, you know. If, uh, but just think of what would have happened last year if they'd have made the elite eight or even a second weekend trip. I mean, could that have swayed some of those guys? I mean, it, it really may have hurt.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it. Couldn't that, that can't yeah, any time through this has, has been a, a terrible time. I don't but, think yeah, losing was,
0: losing would have hurt them. You know, say they lose in the second week, the second game, the second round. I don't think it would have hurt the program any, but they would have had opportunity to improve things, especially you know with recruiting. And but but we're plenty hyped. Uh, we're plenty hyped. Let's just let's just hope it doesn't turn into football hype <laughs> right, right off the bat. I,
1: hard to hard to imagine that. Man, it's getting really close. No, it it is getting close.
0: Yeah, and, and, and has the Big Ten even told us when they think? we're going to get a schedule?
1: Uh, I think Tom Izzo said today, you know, hopefully there's more information in a couple days. I have, I have no idea. I, I really don't. And, we, and we've seen some conferences do some, some pretty, I don't want to say why I mean, they've gotten creative, right? They're playing a couple games in a weekend at one site. I mean, they are finding ways to get this into what appears to reduce travel. We'll see. I don't know what the big ten's going to do at all. I mean, I, I would assume there's going to be 20 games That i mean that's a good bar last year and you know i think generally you'd like to play within the conference and you know, obviously football went that route it's just a, the rules are, there's a blanket of rules that everybody's operating under and that's when things get trickier when you operate
0: outside of oh, offices with yeah. of different rules things are squirrely all right joey good to talk to you man we uh we look forward to, are you on with sport talk we're gonna get a preview with tim in a minute are you on with him again tonight I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. To, uh, you would have already pre-recorded it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. So no, I'm not. I write and figure out what's going on with the IHSA. Cool. Yeah, we got. We we we, we can maybe uh, take next week to, to to touch on Illinois, but talk talk some high schools. See, we might start getting some decisions from high schools by next week on if they're going to go forward. I know I saw your tweet. Tuscola's playing, and every school is going to have that decision to make, right? And on if they're going to take on the government, I guess.
1: I don't know the Tuscola. I haven't seen anything about Tuscola. Oh, I thought
0: you tweeted that. Somebody tweeted. Tuscola. Oh, maybe it was Dustin Fink. Somebody said they know for sure Tuscola was playing. Sorry about that. I was thinking it was you.
1: But so. look, I mean, the school districts have a lot to wear on this. They really do. This is, these are not going to be easy decisions.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I, I don't. Uh, is quickly, uh, is anyone going to blink, right? Is uh, are one of these two entities going to blink exactly. and take some of the bear off the school districts? I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, somebody got to spend money and take things to court. Yeah, that'll be the question. So, Joey, good to talk to you, man. Have a, uh, have a, have a safe trip and uh, enjoy getting to watch some football in person again. And, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, gentlemen. Have a good weekend. So long, sir.
1: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit com.